Anytime anyone gets ready to tell me an impactful story that changed their life, I am ready to curl up with a blanket and listen to them because it excites me so much. So today on The Real Life Girl, I'm telling you the most unforgettable life lessons that have shaped me. Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. I am your host, Bianca, and that's just it. We're not going to waste any time making an introduction. You could listen to past episodes for that because today we are talking about very unforgettable life lessons that have shaped me as a person. I do find that it is really useful to share just impactful stories that have taken place in your life or just big lessons you've learned from mistakes. I don't know about you, but I would so much rather have someone teach me something from telling me a mistake that they've made rather than me making that mistake and reaping the consequences. And that may sound a little selfish, but I mean, honestly, you would do the same. I think it's so useful just getting to learn from people my age, people older than me, my parents, and getting them to tell me, you know, their side of things and why they believe, you know, what they believe and have their morals. And I think the coolest thing is that it's all based on experience. So each of these stories that I'm telling just have the best takeaways and they're just little lessons that I love to carry in my back pocket that I'm sharing with y'all today. This first life story, I'll just say, hit me the hardest, but it did teach me the most. And it happened in one of my previous jobs a while back. I had this then colleague, um, and this was a coworker that like I was really close to, um, who attempted to get me in trouble by blaming me for work not getting done. That was not my responsibility to even begin with. And I'll spare you the details on this one, but this was so hard because I failed to look outside of the box and instead I took this personally. I am an emotionally sensitive person and I tend to take things very personally rather than understanding that it says way more about a person than it ever will about me. Like I remember multiple instances, um, especially when I was in like, you know, the younger grades, like grade school where like girls would talk about me or, you know, like I would get bullied and I just, it made me overanalyze who I was as a person because I did not think, I didn't know, you know, if what I was doing Um, if that was my fault or anything and I was literally just being myself so when this happened in my mind I'm like what did I do wrong what did I do to make this person want to turn on me and if I could go back to that exact moment I would say this to myself Bianca it has nothing to do with you and instead of clapping back at her pray for her and that's a word y'all because I fully believe that anytime a woman says anything bad about you for no reason at all, it's because she sees something in you that she does not see in herself. And no, I'm not assuming that anyone was jealous, but I am saying that because I've been there before. Before I met Jesus in my very pre-Jesus life, I was constantly picking fights with girls in high school. And like, I just remember this like it was yesterday. It was the most like unproblematic girls, the girls who just minded their own business. But I wanted that i wanted to feel secure i wanted to feel safe i wanted to feel confident in who i was and in my own skin and i didn't grow up feeling like that so you know being that i've been on that side many years i know that when i see it i I really see it from a mile away the biggest takeaway i have from this story is that people will attempt to bring you down because they hate to see you flourish and as someone who has been on social media for the past five years i still see this um the other day i took to my instagram story talking about how you know over the past two weeks i have posted you know content pieces that have done particularly well surprisingly and it's all glory that goes to god truly um and while it has shocked me and i've gotten such good and positive feedback and i've even made some you know more friends on social media which is so refreshing i have gotten so much hate and i have you know gotten comments about my weight and my appearance and just things that i you know was once insecure about and so opening those like old wounds and rehashing them I look back and I'm like, man, some people just do not like to see you enjoying yourself um, or just living your best life. 
And so because of that, I still see this, but you have the power to decide if those words and if that person will hold weight over you. I think of so many comments that I still remember to this day of, you know, talking about me, talking about my family, talking about my appearance, talking about whatever it was. And I can remember each and every story, but I can also choose to myself, you know, okay, is do I want to take what this person is saying into account? This person that does not live with me, that does not know who I am, that has never met me, that did not grow up with me? Do I want to let their words hold such a significant weight over me? No, because they don't know me. And yes, like my feelings can definitely get hurt. But again, I have the power to decide if those words and if that person will hold weight over you. And honestly, if you would not trade your life with them, why are you letting what they said about you affect you? Forget about what they said. They don't live with you. They don't know your life. Whoever says what to you in this life, you have the power to decide if that is going to be significant or insignificant. Life story number two is kind of a like funny one, but not really. And I'll get into why, but it probably was because I was in elementary school, um, specifically fourth grade, which like I think back to that time, I'm like, I really thought I ruled the world. And I look at photos of myself like and I'm like, oh, I'm so adorable. But also like, you know, you have the self-hatred too because like it's you when you were younger. But I try to be nicer to her now. Um, But in fourth grade, I probably had like I had like really good friends, I feel like. Um, But I was friends with this specific girl group that I will literally I'll never forget this story because just how much it hurt my feelings, honestly. I had this group of girlfriends that I would like always hang out with and um, I like made the mistake of like telling this group of girlfriends like literally everything about me and like everything in my life and they were honestly bullies. Let's just say it. Okay, so I had this crush on this like guy who was like in my grade, this like little boy and I like really liked him and of course I told these girlfriends because I thought they were my friends and um as the weeks went by i had these friends pretend to be this kid that i liked in my grade um and they like wrote this like love letter this like love note and like addressed it to me as if it was coming from him saying that like he also liked me back but obviously it wasn't true and sad to say it this affected me as i grew older because i struggled to believe that if anyone was interested in me that it like whether they were being genuine or not, if that makes sense. You know, like if someone were to be like, oh, like I like you or, you know, I think you're cool. Like, you know, let's hang out. I'd be like, where are your friends? This is a joke. Because like it was so hard for me to like, I guess, just believe that they were being truthful. So here's the big takeaway from this. The people who claim that they are on your side are not always being truthful. I'll say that again. The people who claim they're not on your side. So the big takeaway from this is this. The people who claim they're on your side are not always being truthful. I'll say that again. The people who claim they're on your side are not always being truthful. And I think that this is a great situation to use spiritual discernment. Um, I think a lot of people mistaken mistakenly think that spiritual discernment is a gift that you're born with and if you're not born with it then you just don't have it and that's not true you can definitely pray for discernment you can definitely pray for wisdom just like you pray for yourself or a family member these are also things that you can pray for and in this case because i was so young i didn't use any discernment when making friends because when you're a kid i i really do think that you assume that everyone is for you that everyone is on your side and that everyone is your best friend 
And as an adult now, looking back, I know that that mindset is very false. And maybe after listening to this, you think, well, okay, out of all my friends, who is actually on my side? And the best way for you to determine this is to analyze your friendships. And here are great questions to start asking yourself. Number one, are any of your friends passive aggressive? For example, do they constantly disagree with you when it's completely unnecessary? I remember back in high school, I was friends with this girl um, who was kind of like friends with like all the people in my friend group. And so I remember like, you know, I would just like make a like a random statement. I'd be like, for example, I don't like mac and cheese. Like I just don't like mac and cheese. I don't think it's I don't like the flakiness I don't like the cheese by the way this is totally a lie because it's criminal not to like mac and cheese um but I would just say something like that and she would be like but why don't you and I'd be like oh I just you know I don't like it it's not my you know I don't I, I don't like the taste like you know whatever and number one are any of your friends passive aggressive for example do they constantly disagree with you when it's completely unnecessary I remember that I was friends with this girl in my sophomore year of high school and um she was kind of friends with like all my friends so we had like you know a lot of mutual friends in common and I would like be around her and like I would just make a general statement like I don't like mac and cheese and she'd be like well why don't you like mac and cheese? And I'd be like, well, I just don't like the, you know, the flakiness or the cheesiness. It's it's just not my forte. I don't really like it. And she'd be like, but like, why don't you like it? Like everybody likes it. Why don't you like it? That's not a good reason. And I'm like, I just don't like it. And she'd be like, well, that doesn't make sense because it's everyone's favorite food. No, it's not. Okay. And that's what I mean is that does this friend constantly disagree with you when they don't really need to disagree, when they don't really need to make it known that they are going against you? Or number two, do your friends talk bad about people that they're currently friends with? I don't know about you guys, but this is such a red flag to me. I just don't think it's necessary for me to talk bad about someone that I'm currently friends with. One, I'm going to hang out with them again. Two, why would I ever spend my time talking about someone? If I have a problem with them, I bring it to them and not other people. Or number three, do your friends discourage you from achieving your goals? Kind of as a background, if you have just found me, I started YouTube back in 2018 and I would just start by doing like little like vlogs or, you know, little just sit down vlogs, whatever it was. I did it because it was my passion. And I had this best friend at the time, a then friend, um who saw that I had started a YouTube channel and she was like you know I I like that you're starting YouTube like what is your motive behind it um and I explained to her you know I just like videography I feel like it's a really good passion it's a good pastime and she said you know I just don't think you're going to blow up the way that you think you are and I'd be like well what do you mean and she'd be like well you know it takes time and you know that doesn't happen overnight I'm like yeah I know but you know I'm willing to put in the work and she's like but it just doesn't seem worth doing it if you're not going to blow up. And from there, I just, I didn't upload videos. I didn't really talk about YouTube anymore. And then I had my other friends being like, Bianca, why aren't you doing YouTube? Like, I loved that one video that you did. Um, I love the video that we did together. We definitely need to collaborate more. So here I had one friend that was discouraging me and like driving me away from my goals. But then I had other group of friends that like was telling me like no you need to pursue this you can make something out of this like if this is something that you want to do you better do it because you're good at it and just with these three questions literally in a matter of minutes I was able to detect my true friends and also people who were just meant to be friends with me along the way kind of like different seasons 
I'm not saying that there aren't people on your side, and I'm not saying that there aren't people that want to see you win or will help you win. There are definitely people out there, and I truly believe that the right people that are meant to be in your life will come in at the right time. But I do say that a lot of the people who claim that they are on your side are not always on your side. And I think another great way to discern this is to look at someone's actions. If their actions are not aligning up with their words, that's a really good indication of who your true friends are. The third life story that I probably learned one of the biggest lessons from took place in my sophomore year of high school. And in this year, I had started friendships with these two girls that I was previously friends with back in middle school. And when we had restarted our friendship, we were able to pick up right where we left off because, you know, we were familiar with each other's lives, each other's families, etc. And throughout the beginning of reconnecting with both of these friendships, it was just so great. And I wondered why I ever stopped being friends with them in the first place. So little by little, the months went by and I became suddenly, so little by little, the months went by. So little by little, the months went by and it became suddenly so clear for me why I ended these friendships to begin with. When old patterns came up, when there was zero to no effort from their side, when making plans or socializing or just major inconsistencies in the friendship. The main objective I took from just seeing these patterns to begin with was this, stop going back to what is making you sick. Clearly, and this was kind of like a red flag right in front of my face, these friendships didn't just not work out, but for a particular reason. I feel like with friendships and relationships, we have to be shown 89,000 times why a person is not good for us. And I want to encourage you to stop that. You need to learn to listen the first time, and so do I. When someone shows you their true character and who they are as a person, listen to them. Take that in, absorb it, and move on. Another little tidbit I think is so interesting is that when it comes to our dreams, our visions, and our hobbies, is that we're more likely to give up on them way faster than we are to let go of a toxic person in our life. Whether it is romantic, whether it is platonic, why is it that us as humans have to be shown over three times why someone is not good for us? That's like, that's personally something I'm working for in 2023 is just understanding to listen the first time when someone shows me that they don't value my friendship I just take that in and I move on I don't even feel it you know and and sometimes it does take a toll on me but I would rather just move on when you've shown me who you are the first time than not because I know that at the end of the day it's not going to be good for my mental health and it's going to affect my life overall the lesson I want you to take with yourself is to stop going back to what is making you sick. So if someone shows you their true character, their true colors, or their true intentions, learn that, listen to them, take that in, absorb it, and move on. Because I promise you, there are so many better people out there that will actually give you the time of day, that will actually show you that you matter to them with not only their words, but their actions as well. Saying all the right things but not doing all the right things are two incredibly different things. And I think that we all have friends that have shown us who they are little by little. And when that becomes the case, I just encourage you to listen to them, listen to what they are showing you, take it in, and move on. Life story number four, I didn't even write in today's notes, but it just came to my mind. I was like, oh my goodness, because this is a motto that I'm very passionate about. And that motto is, if he wanted to, he would. That is right. If he wanted to, he would. So it's time for me to give you guys a little bit of a family background on who I am, who the people who raised me are, because it is quite interesting. 
So my mom and my stepdad started dating when I was about three and a half, maybe four years old. And my stepdad, I always say, has been sent to me at such a perfect time. Um, I think that I met him at the age where, you know, I was just able to um, learn who he was and he was able to show me things and really raise me as my dad. And I mean, truly, most of the things that I have learned have come from him and my mother and they've just been so gracious to me my entire life. And of course, we're not perfect. We have days where we just don't, you know, we disagree or whatever it is because it's a family. But I mean, I could not imagine to other people that I didn't know, you know, being my parents. I really think that um, God just handpicked these people and I wouldn't have it any other way. So when my stepdad and my mom first started dating, um, it was probably around like June or July of like 2010. And so um, this was fast forward to November. It was Thanksgiving week. And so my stepdad's family was thinking of doing like a Thanksgiving like lunch and versus my family, we were going to do like a Thanksgiving dinner. So my stepdad had both this Thanksgiving lunch and Thanksgiving dinner between his family and my mom's family that he wanted to go to both. But obviously, you know, due to timing, had to figure out, okay, like how am I going to be able to do this given that, you know, he's just one person. Thanksgiving day. My stepdad woke up super early, had breakfast with us, he kissed us goodbye, and he left. And he left to go to Miami, that's where his family lives. And just as a background, we live in Florida, specifically Orlando. So Orlando and Miami are like three and a half hours away from each other. It's not just a quick, easy drive. It's, you know, toll roads, it's traffic. It's a lot, especially on Thanksgiving Day. I just can't imagine how big the rush hour was. My stepdad drove three and a half hours to Miami and he had an early lunch with his family. He stuck around for a second, went back into his car, drove three and a half hours back to Orlando just in time for Thanksgiving dinner. And he met us at our aunt's house and he literally drove basically seven. If, if you take six and a half hours, okay, like basically seven hours, seven whole hours to and fro to have Thanksgiving lunch and Thanksgiving dinner. And he didn't have to do that. And this is why I say if he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to call you, if he wanted to text you, if he wanted to hang out with you, if they wanted to be friends with you, if they want to hang up and catch up and just go back to old times, if they wanted to, they would. You know, and I think so many times we get frustrated that, you know, people aren't making the effort or we have a friend that doesn't ask to hang out, that they don't ask to, you know, go out or whatever it is. And I always think back to, listen, why am I getting frustrated? If they don't want to put in the effort, let them. Because if they truly wanted to, they would. Fast forward, my stepdad has been in my life for 15 years. And he's literally my best friend. I mean, like, I'm a huge family girl, so all my family is my best friend. And still, this man and my mother both do things every single day. And I'm just like, man, if they wanted to, they would. And it just reminds me all the time. It's not worth it to settle. It's not worth it to settle and to let someone just come into your life when they don't actually want to put in the effort. If they wanted to, they actually would. Meaning if you're not seeing that from them, if you're not seeing the effort, if you're not seeing the growth, if you're not seeing the ambition and the tenacity, it means they don't. And I know that that's hard to hear and it's devastating whether it applies to you, you know, in a job or romantically or platonically, but it really does save you a lot of heartbreak in the long run. 
I just think of so many times that I've told myself that and I was just able to move on. I didn't have to waste my time. I didn't have to wonder why they didn't, you know, feel the same way, why they didn't, you know, put in the same effort as me. I just moved on. I let it roll off. So I simply say all that to say if they wanted to, they would. Those are the life stories I have for y'all today. These just are such treasures to me. I really hope you guys like learned and just liked to hear um, just a bit about my family background and things like that because I do talk a lot about, you know, just various topics about health and wellness and Jesus and faith, but I also do like to get a little personal because hello, it's the real life girl. The whole point is us being real. So I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode. And if there's any feedback about the show that you would like to share with me, please feel free to inbox me on Instagram or in my email address that are both in the show notes because I always love hearing your guys' thoughts, whether that is just talking about what you like about the show or talking about certain things that can improve. Sometimes I genuinely miss you guys. It makes me sad, like it does. And even though, like, yes, a podcast is you just talking to yourself, but then when I hear your guys' like sweet voice memos, your sweet messages on IG, it just continuously just helps me like feel the overwhelming love that a community can really give you. We're not sobbing today. We're not getting emotional. We are going to wrap this episode up before the tears come out. But with that being said, I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode and I will see you in the next.